0: I like chicken.
1: And I like barbecue sauce.
0: But this isn't a barbecue. No, it's another crazed episode of Youth Radio.
1: Yes, we locked ourselves in the main studio and are broadcasting directly from our crazed minds...
0: That's right. ...into
1: your tiny heads.
0: We are dangerously flipping switches and turning off the lights.
1: Okay, since we are in almost complete control here, we have... What we call an awesomely brilliant show with our version of exciting segments.
0: Keely, I mean Kyle, will have tons of awesome music for you to shake what your mama gave you to.
1: I have a commentary where I explain how I became Irish and completely fantastic, and maybe how I got my groove back.
0: We have a very hard-hitting, awesome-tastic roundtable about making a youth-friendly Albuquerque. Can you guess which one of our kidnapped panelists is really kidnapped?
1: Ha (laughs) ha ha, Lucia, that's a trick question, because we kidnapped them all.
0: Right, and if you thought that Kyle needed a straitjacket before, think again, because he's back with more of his conspiracy corner.
1: Then after all that wonderful show, we have a very racially unbalanced calendar with Michael Hartley.
0: We love you, Michael! Yes, we do!
1: But... You know, before the adults snuck down the door and shut us down for good, we have some music by the very awesome Kileh, a.k.a. Kyle.
2: The artist Sting has been in music for the last several decades. He started out his career in the late 70s with the band The Police. In the mid-80s, he released his first solo album. Over the last 20 years, he has continued to release albums, developing a sound for himself that my father likens to lounge music. Here is the song A Thousand Years off of his album Brand New Day.
0: first segment comes from jaron kai it's another commentary from the depths of his outspoken mind
1: tonight i want to share with you part of a story a story of love fear hate and truth a personal story of traveling the road for acceptance and how i'm still hiding in a little bit of fear from other people it's not easy let me tell you accepting first to yourself then to others about something as big as being gay. I questioned and denied, hoping to God it was a phase. Then came acceptance. I felt it and realized that maybe it's true and I had to live with it. And then I began to embrace it. But how did I know I was gay? Well, I don't think I ever chose to be gay, but rather thinking that I was always gay. Not to sound stereotypical, but I was always an outsider friends with girls more than other guys, listening to pop music as opposed to rap or hip-hop. Different. How different? One word. Handsome. Enough said. Now before I go on to the actual coming out portion of this experience, comes a problem in which many LGBTQ teens lose their lives. Some parents make it clear that their stance on homosexuality is based on their religious beliefs, and that in their lives, there is no room for anyone, quote unquote, like that. Having that thought echoes through most gay teenagers' minds, and they end up committing suicide. From personal experience, and stories friends have told me, setting aside personal beliefs in politics is hard for any parent. But in my beliefs, at the end of the day, All they want is for you to succeed and to be happy. You are still their flesh and blood. You are still their baby, and they will always love you. Next came the biggest step I think I could have taken at the time. I told my mother. In actuality, I sent her an email saying that I was bisexual. Later on, I got a reply telling me that it was a phase, or something brought on by media exposure.
3: Chris is all dressed up in acting cool, painted like
0: a brand new Christmas toy. He's trying to figure out if he's a girl or he's a boy, and he says, hey baby.
1: Now yes, this is harsh, and I didn't know how to react. But I took it okay and closed the door to the closet. By that, I mean I never openly expressed myself or shared those firsts that every teenager experiences. First kiss, first boyfriend, first date. Let's just say a lot of firsts. It wasn't until two years later, at the age of 15, that my parents actually talked about it openly but I still never shared any personal story with them. But the hard part of any gay teenager's life is fighting off people you don't want to know. My parents have told me that they're okay with it, that they love me, and no matter what, their greatest fear for me is that I'll run into the wrong person who has a problem with me and get into a conflict. This is also one of my greatest fears. What I'm On October 6th, 1998, two men, Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson, attacked University of Wyoming student Matthew Shepard, beating him and tying him to a fence in the middle of nowhere. Five days later, he died, never regaining consciousness. Why was he attacked? Because he was gay. If you didn't get that, let me say it again. He was attacked because he was gay. Let me ask you, how much fear, how much hate does one person have to have in order to kill someone just because of who they are? Nowadays, young gay teenagers are coming out younger than ever, but it doesn't also alter the fact that many of them live in fear. My advice to any teenager living in fear of who they are is to learn the history of our people, the Stonewall Rebellion of the late 60s and early 70s, to the AIDS epidemic of the 80s, and to the modern religious oppression. We are meant to survive any struggle that life throws at us, and we will continue to survive. And never, ever let anyone tell you that you are weak and have no place. Because we weren't meant to live this long, natural selection would have gotten us a long time ago. And we are meant to see a whole lot more. Let me tell you, this is only the beginning of bigger things. For KUNM, I'm Jaren Kai.
0: That was another Edge of Your Seat commentary from Jaren Kai. Thanks to Roberto Rayel, Marcos Martinez, for their help, and Steve Evans for producing it. Now, more sit-back-of-your-seat music from Kyle.
2: For whatever reason, there aren't many women in hard rock. It would seem that screaming into a microphone is more along the lines of something men prefer to do. One very talented exception to this rule is the band Evanescence. The lead singer Amy Lee has led the band to success in a largely male-dominated genre with almost hauntingly beautiful music. Evanescence is due to release their second album this October. Here's their song, Missing. Lifehouse with Breathing. Now back to the hosts.
1: And now we will hear an address from King Majesty himself. Ooh, Just kidding. Actually we have a really interesting roundtable on youth support from Lucia.
0: I'm Lucia Martinez from KUNM Youth Radio and I'm here with some amazing fellow youth activists of Albuquerque. Today we will be talking about making a youth-friendly Albuquerque. And my guests are Martin Martinez, Cassandra Stewart, and Daniel Williams. So could you guys just tell a little bit about yourselves?
4: My name is Daniel Williams. I'm from the ACLU Youth Activism, Advocacy, and Advisory Board. And I'm a junior at Albuquerque High School. I've been involved with the ACLU for about a year and a half. I've been a member for longer than that, but I've been a volunteer for about a year year and a half. And I love it. I'm crazy about the ACLU.
5: Um, uh, <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> my name is uh, Martin Martinez. I'm 18 years old, so I just uh, recently graduated from South Valley Academy. Um, I've been involved with the project for about um, almost two years uh, for the first time that it's been around. I've been mostly a volunteer, and uh, just until till this summer, I've been uh, uh, got lucky enough to got the internship program. So,
6: And my name is Cassandra Stewart. I'm 21 years old. I am an intern at the Southwest Organizing Project, I too was a volunteer for a long time before I was granted an internship. Um, I've done everything from the Jovenes Unidos program, which is a cultural revival program for youth, to the Youth Rights Campaign, which is more of an activist approach to youth rights. And um, I love being there. Thanks. So
0: can you tell me a little bit about the background and mission of your organizations? Can we start with Martín?
5: Uh, yeah, uh, the South Valley Male Involvement Project is um, a project that started about four years ago, um, and uh, its main three uh, points that it tries to get across is uh, to reduce the number of STDs in the South Valley, and that's the quadrant that we work with here in Albuquerque, um, to reduce the number of STDs also, and also to get more males in for clinical services, so they get a little more exposure about how to take care of themselves and live more responsible lives.
4: Um, the ACLU is a national organization, and it It advocates for civil liberties of all kinds, gay rights, reproductive rights, free speech, free religion, everything like that. And then the New Mexico affiliate has, as part of it, the Youth Advisory Activism Advocacy Board. And we advise the ACLU of New Mexico on youth outreach. We participate in activism on behalf of the civil liberties of youth, and we advocate for youth and for their rights by informing them of their civil liberties.
6: The Southwest Organizing Project is a statewide, multiracial, multi-issue, community-based organization that for 25 years has worked to make it possible for thousands of New Mexicans to have a place and voice in social, economic, and environmental decisions that affect all of our lives. Our mission statement is working to empower communities to realize racial and gender equality and social and economic justice. So what are some needs that youth have,
0: starting with um, Daniel, I think?
4: Well, I think one of the main needs youth have is they need to have people remember that they have rights and they have liberties, and they themselves need to remember that. And sometimes we get sucked into this mentality of, oh, you know, I'm only 16, I can't vote, I don't have free speech, cops can bust into my house. That's not true. And I think that's one of the main needs youth have is to be informed and active in their civil liberties
5: yeah to be informed um you know to be active in your community i think that's one real thing that um, that you know that youth really needs to have also a chance to express themselves you know to give an opportunity to express what culture they like uh, what culture they're from you know what things they enjoy and what things you know really help them move on and you know spark ideas in their minds
6: cassandra I would say that the biggest thing that the youth of Albuquerque need is opportunity and whatever, whatever that opportunity is, the opportunity to educate and inform ourselves, the opportunity to engage ourselves, the opportunity to express ourselves creatively, to make better choices. We need the opportunity for alternative, alternatives to unhealthy behavior, the, the opportunity to live healthy lives, but most importantly, the opportunity for equality.
0: And do you guys feel that um, youth's needs are supported in Albuquerque, Cassandra?
6: No. I think that our current position with the administration of Albuquerque and our situation is proof that youth are not supported. The city has given resources for the youth of our city. All we ever hear about is no cruising, curfews, no loitering, party patrol. But what alternatives or positive counterparts do they give us? When youth take the initiative, we're picked on. We have the solutions and the alternatives, and we were denied both the opportunity to voice them, and it's a clear abuse of power and the city's resources.
5: Yep, no chance to express yourself, um, not even given one opportunity, Um, you know, just just seeing with some of the actions that have been taken, you know, in a couple of past few days with the administration of Albuquerque, um, when it comes to uh, youth events being coordinated by youth, that's the most important thing, that these events are being put on by youth. And, and it's youth trying to inform other youth, so I really feel that that that's the support is just not there
4: Yeah, the support's not there and What you guys were talking about it really raises some serious questions about content-based discrimination based on what your event was gonna say and That's you know not constitutional and you know party patrol busting down doors giving MIPs to people who just are just at a party You know curfew that's it's ridiculous, you know It's ridiculous. And if young people aren't supported, then we're not going to be healthy.
0: Why is it important for young people to feel supported in their community? Martin?
5: Um, I really feel just just to be supported, you know, it just really helps ideas grow. You know, like we say, people say, you know, the future is here. We are the future and we're the, uh, you know, we're the present as well. But for an idea, you know, an idea to really blossom and grow, it really needs a lot of support. Um, So I'm really saying that we need a lot of support, you know, people to help us, you know, nurture us, help us really all our ideas just come up and uh, just become a reality.
6: Cassandra? Well, Lucia, we are a huge resource that is not being tapped into. As youth, we have a very different state of mind, a different state of consciousness and have something very, very unique to contribute to our communities. We have so much to give, so much to input and to offer. We can create better, stronger communities right now.
4: Um, one of the m- huge reasons for me that you should be supported is because if they're not encouraged to become healthy, active citizens while they're still young, they're not going to be healthy, active citizens when they're adults. Martine and Cassandra can vote. I can't, and I you know wish I could, but... One day I will be able to, and if I'm not told that political participation is important and that youth can be part of it, I'm not going to be 19 and voting, and it's just not what I'm going to do. So I think for our democracy and government to be healthy and supported, then young people need to be supported themselves.
0: So what are the, some of the signs that we as young people are not supported?
6: Um, I, I could list many high dropout rates, high pregnancy rates, drug and alcohol abuse, probation and incarceration rises, poor education systems and tracking, lack of activities for youth. I mean, I personally went to West Mesa High School. My freshman class had 2000 people in it. Barely over 400 graduated with those kinds of numbers that says to me that it's not the youth and that it's a structural problem that youth aren't being supported enough that they can graduate. How many kids drop out from the academy? They all go to college. At West Mesa, we weren't even encouraged, but we had an abundance of vocational tracks. And that, to me, is a clear lack of support.
5: Yeah, um, it's just not many um, alternative to alternative to activities. You know, the banding of cruising, banding of all ages shows here in Albuquerque as well. If you have no place to go, you know, go listen to your favorite music, okay, that's just going to lead you to go do something else, which would maybe be cruising, go partying. Party patrol's on, no cruising is allowed. That's just going to lead you to go do other negative things, you know, things just surround yourself around negative environments. I would really feel that more activities in the community, not just for the summer, not like that, having things year around for the community for families, for youth, you know, places to express themselves musically, you know, actively, you know, drama, music, basketball, anything like that.
4: I think one of the huge signs that we're not supported is that our rights are constantly being brought into question. We were talking about the party patrol earlier. They come and they knock down your door without any kind of suspicion that you're having an illegal party. They give MIPs, people who aren't drinking, you know, the cruising, whatever people are, you know, that's raises some serious constitutional questions in itself. The curfew raises constitutional questions. A lot of their methods really make people think, is this constitutional? And oftentimes the answer is no.
0: So what makes you as individuals feel supported by like your parents or your community, your schools?
6: Well, I know that I feel supported and confident when people believe in me. When people tell me that they believe in me, they show me that they believe in me, When they trust in me, trust in me enough to give me the opportunity to create change. I feel supported when adults give me the tools that I need to be successful. And when I make mistakes, that they invest time and love in me to help me to improve instead of just criticize me. Yeah, And Daniel?
4: I think that um, one of the ways I feel really supported in what I'm doing right now is that the ACLU didn't say, no, you're in high school, you can't get involved. And a lot of political oriented organizations will say oh you know what you can't vote and you're not really that helpful to us they'll say you're only 16 you know go join a boy scout troop or whatever and that's fun whatever but the aclu really has embraced high school activists and that's a huge support for our community
5: um yeah i would just say that my ideas just when people uh, want to listen to what I have to say, give me the opportunity. Well, what, how, what ways uh, would make an event? Like my project puts on a lot of events, basketball tournaments. They give uh, people who like to write plays or write uh, scenes of any sort, you know, give them an opportunity to express them to schools, to even to community centers. Music wise, you know, I've really gotten a lot of opportunity with that. Just when I'm given the opportunity in a roadway, just, well, how would you want to express yourself? You know, I like to express myself with music, so I write a positive song or I write something, you know, with true feeling behind it. Just, just giving that chance to let my ideas go out there. And, you know, it's really nice, too, as well, when I get, um, you know, all the tools needed from people around me, my family, um, teachers, you know, people that help us out at the Savali Male Environment Project. It's just, it's just really, really good thing.
0: What do you think our community needs to do to better support the youth of today?
4: I think the the community needs to remember that the Bill of Rights and the Constitution doesn't limit itself to adults, that when they said all men are created equal, they meant everyone and not just 45-year-olds, not just 21-year-olds. They meant 16-year-olds. They meant 17-year-olds. They meant 13-year-olds. And I think a lot of people forget that. And I think we need to remember that young people have religious freedom, have freedom of speech, have privacy rights, and people need to remember that.
6: Cassandra? I think that opportunity needs to be provided, as I mentioned before. The administration needs to completely restructure their policies towards youth. We need to be believed in, not criminalized. I mean, there should be equal opportunity in education, support or redirection for for youth that are lost or making unhealthy decisions. Creative outlets, support of our culture and respect of our art. Programs, organizations that empower youth, all of these things would would make Albuquerque a better place, a more youth friendly place?
5: Yeah, just, just the restructure of, of what's in place now. Um or even just tearing it down and starting from new, saying how how could we really um you know better? What what do you guys really want to better? How do you think this would affect the future? Um just just uh, you know, just the chance, just the chance for youth to actually say, um, you know, I feel this is not right because, you know, not many people come to this or that. You know, I just say really a chance, you know, one chance, a meeting, you know, um, a press conference of some sort where youth could come together and actually say what they feel.
0: Yeah. Um, so wrapping this up, what, what do you think Albuquerque would look like if the youth of today were really supported?
6: Well, from a more personal note, I grew up in foster care and have experienced firsthand that the answer to healthier youth is healthier families. Um, families need to be supported. Parents need to be helped to be better parents. I don't think that it's right that they take they take parents' children away and put them into foster care without giving any support to the parents or teaching them how to be better parents. Um, if If there's an issue with parenting, then it's a family issue and it's a community issue. And the answer is not to just remove the children but to give support to the foundation. Daniel?
4: Well, I think one of the huge things that we need to have is checks in place to kind of make sure that the police aren't engaging in anti-youth activities, not profiling based on age. Another thing we need to have is a youth voice in the government because the government shouldn't just be middle-aged white men. It should be everyone. And lastly, I really think that our schools need comprehensive sexual education because without that, people are going to be making maybe not the best decisions. And I think they need to be told all the options.
5: I would also um say that more comprehensive sexual education in schools giving people the opportunity to learn in what uh, uh, what um you know what wrong could come out from uh, being a teen parent at such a young age coming from a, a personal point of view um a lot of my cousins you know some of them didn't even complete high school because they were teen parents and just not having the support from families you know just leads them into the wrong directions of making bad choices and usually they, they will be affected by the choices now, but their children will be affected. So, you know, just declining the number of teen pregnancies that are out there telling them, you know, there's other alternatives, there's other ways, you know, to have fun. You don't have to go have sex or anything to be cool or anything. You know, you don't have to be a parent at a young age.
0: Thank you so much. This is really great. I'm sure that everybody who was listening learned something. Thank you. And Thank you. once again, my guests were Martin Martinez of South Valley Male Involvement Project, Cassandra Stewart of Southwest Organizing Project, and Daniel Williams of America's American Civil Rights Liberties Union.
5: Thank you.
1: And that was a roundtable on Albuquerque youth rights with Lucia. Thanks to our guests Cassandra, Martine, and Daniel. Now, here's
2: Kyle. The band Three Doors Down is considered one of the most popular rock groups in recent times. Almost every single they've released has been high on the billboard charts, and they've just finished up a tour with legendary rock band Leonard Skynyrd. From their original album, Better Life, here's Three Doors Down, By My Side.
0: And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. The Conspiracy Corner with our own Keela Ferris.
2: I have uncovered the plot. After laborious weeks of labor and more labor, I have figured it out. You see, friends, I have uncovered a plot, a secret plot, a plot so hideous and evil and unthinkable it could destroy the very foundations of our sanity, if we had any. I know why it's raining so much. You see, many people believe this weather is a result of moisture coming up from the Gulf Coast, but I have now found out different. It's the government. George Bush has decreed that the military use its secret weather machine to create huge storms in New Mexico. No, Katrina was not an accident. George Bush needed a distraction to divert attention from his Iraq war policy, so he ordered the weather machine constructed and and distracted us from our questions by setting Katrina on New Orleans. Now he's going to use it on a scale that makes C- Katrina look like a small thundercloud. Because in one year, the number of victims of Hantavirus will have skyrocketed into an epidemic. The government will send in the Center for Disease Control in a seemingly benevolent gesture to help the people of New Mexico. But their religion will be sinister. In the guise of CDC agents, the government will be sending aliens to subvert us. Because Roswell was not a simple weather balloon accident. It was a Martian diplomatic envoy sent to greet the President of the United States. A loyal member of the Brotherhood of Conspirators had intercepted the information that told him of the impending arrival and he shot down the Martian ship over Roswell before the Martians could subvert the presidency and gain control of America. Unbeknownst to this loyal patriot, three of the Martians were still alive. Before the Brotherhood of Conspirators could correct the situation, the government had recovered the aliens and were holding them in a secure hospital in Roswell. Once recovered, the aliens took control of the president, performing a procedure to switch one of their brains with the president's. Ever since then, every president has returned to Roswell to switch brains with the aliens. Now, the government will send more to use mind control to subvert the peoples of the Southwest. Once they have control of the people, the aliens will infiltrate key positions of government in New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, and Nevada. Then, once the construction of the mothership in Area 51 in Nevada is finished, the aliens will enact complete takeover of the free world. Once America is subdued, they will send forces against the other countries of the world. Then the Martians shall come from Mars to inhabit Earth and consume all its natural resources, using humans as a slave species to serve them. How do I know this, you ask? Well, my grandfather and I recently managed to decode the secret numerical encryption on the back of every Hallmark card in your local Albertsons. From there, we tracked the aliens to the frozen food sections where we overheard the master plan. But there is hope, friends. My grandfather and I have discovered a way to prevent the alien mind-control. You must strap yourself to a chair and staple your eyelids open, and stare at the sun. If you do this, you'll be in too much pain to ever have a chance of an alien controlling your mind. Do this, my friends, and we will be able to resist the alien plot to take over our lives. And to my friends who don't believe in conspiracies, look over your shoulder. Ha! Ah, too slow. Look again. Ha! Ah, still too slow. <laughs> You're a good puppy. Here's a biscuit.
0: That was a conspiracy corner from the deep abyss of Kyle Ferris's mind. And now, here's the calendar with the one, the only, the Michael Hartley.
3: Hey there, buckaroos! Welcome to this week's calendar for August 27, 2006. I'm your hopefully well-informed host, Michael Hartley. First off, everyone is welcome to the art workshops for the South Valley Dia de los Muertos celebration and Marigold Parade. Every Saturday from now until October 28th, there will be a variety of projects, such as making posters, creating altars, and more, all leading up to the big parade with your work in it. Again, these workshops are every Saturday from 12 to 4 p.m. at the Southwest Network for Environmental and Economic Justice Studio, which is located at 803 La Vega Southwest, at the corner of La Vega and Armijo. These Saturday meetings are free and open to all ages, so don't miss out on this opportunity. If you'd like to learn more, call 33- Sorry. 344-4028 Do you love to dance? Do you love to think you can dance? Do you love to dance? And do you love to watch other people dance? Because you love to think you can dance, but you can't. Well, if you answered any of these questions with yes, then the second annual Latin Dance Festival may be just what you're looking for. For the more outgoing, try your hands, or rather your feet, in a few workshops led by instructors from Denver and Los Angeles. And if you're more of the I'd rather sit and watch type, come to the social dances. Maybe somebody will sweep you off your feet. The festival, hosted by Los Romberos Salsa Club, moves to the beat from September 8th to the 10th at the Ilfeld Auditorium in Las Vegas, New Mexico. For more information, call the event's organizer, Carlos Mora, at 426-7471. Or write to him at dancingflamestudio at yahoo.com. Okay, so you refuse to dance. Well, instead of wallowing in self-pity, why not go watch members of the National Dance Institute of New Mexico, or NDI, dance their hearts out? The Youth of Socorro County star in Got Jazz, a run-through of jazz history. On September 7th at 7pm, the dancing will take place at the Macy Center, on New Mexico Tech campus. For more information, you can call the Performing Arts Series at 835-5688. She's here to sing like the amazing uncaged bird she is. Gracing UNM's Popejoy Hall with her amazing presence, Maya Angelou is here to share her wisdom with the citizens of New Mexico. The civil rights activist, slash poet, slash actress, slash countless other professions is here for a one-day engagement. Dr. Angelou will enlighten us on Friday, September 15th. At 8 p.m. To find out more, you can call Popejoy Hall at 277 3824 or email them at inquiries at popejoyhall.com. Not only are they on MySpace, but they've been here on youth radio too, so of course you must have heard of them. Mezcla Experience will be performing at the Villa Hispania at the State Fair. Hear them make melodious music on September 11th at 8 p.m. For more information, Visit their website at www.myspace.com slash Experience. Speaking of the State Fair, it'll be here in 11 days. You know, the drill, fancy food, fantastic fun, and everything in between. From the 8th to the 24th, it's a free-for-all! Aside from the tickets, but we won't go there. The celebration's so packed that it's all too much to list here. Visit www.exponm.com to find out more. Yeehaw! It's harvesting time! Come to the lovely little town of Corrales and join in on all the fun at the Harvest Festival. Take the hayride, stop by the shops, watch the pet parade, and get yourself a pumpkin. The traditional entertainment goes from September 30th to October 1st from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Calendar's good, but it ain't rootin' tootin' without the input of you, the listeners. We know you've got something going on to share with everyone. Send your youth-related events to radio at kunm.org. We take events through Thursday before our Sunday show. This has been your Youth Radio Weekly Calendar for August 27th, 2006. And now let's lasso in those hosts to finish up this rip-roaring show.
1: It's time for
0: credits. Yours it is.
1: First, we will credit our insanely insane Kile. E.K.A. Kyle Ferris.
0: Next we will credit our producer slash engineer Paula for taking on double roles
1: I've got to give mad props yo to Lucia And the ever so awesome kids involved In, in the ever so awesome round table
0: Thank you Cassandra
1: G- Stewart of Southwest Organizing Project Martin Martinez of South Valley Male Involvement Project And Danielle wi- Daniel Williams of the American Civil Liberties Union
0: Thank you, Key, for my mad props and his Blimley O'Reilly's Trousers awesome commentary.
1: We would also love to thank the non-racist Michael Harley for his very racially unbalanced calendar.
0: Our adult co-conspirators are Roberta Rayel, Steve Emmons, Ramon Garcia and Marcos Martinez.
1: Other people in youth radio are the lovely Diana Barr moore the ever so awesome of lucky the very interesting Mars Shalon, and the, well, he's just him, Philip Riley.
0: I like English slang. And I love cheese. We were your pilots on this rickety slope of a plane. I am co-pilot Lucia.
1: And I am her co-pilot, Jaren Kai.
0: Please, put your tray tables up.
1: And your seats in their upright position.
0: We thank you for your patience on this plain ride of a show.
1: Tune in next week for another one, and stay tuned for Spoken Word.
0: Also,
1: also we would like to say goodbye to Mina Lee and Tracy Tram, our dear, our dear friends and fellow ex-youth radio producers who have moved on to independent radio. Of their minds!
2: The last song I have for you tonight is by Josh Groban. It is called Don't Let Go.